Welcome to another episode of The Lunch Break Hymnsing. Today we are going to be taking a break from our normal series where we were studying the doctrine of salvation so that we may reflect and pray for those brothers and sisters who are directly affected by the war that Russia is waging with Ukraine. While many of us sit at home watching this conflict unfold on our TV screens, there are others with direct ties to family and friends in the middle of war. They sit and watch as Putin and his troops invade their homeland. This past weekend, my family attended a prayer service and had the blessing of hearing from Pastor Daniel Gusev. It was a very moving sermon on Job 42, verses 1 through 6, and I wanted to share that with this audience. At the end of the sermon, we will be singing the hymn, Only a Holy God, by City of Light. Our prayer is that you find hope and encouragement in this episode, and I'm also going to be providing links to all of today's content, as well as a link to the Mission to the World website, where those that feel compelled to help may do so. a hard one. On the way here, um, throughout the day, we had been been messaging with my cousin in Ukraine, who's in Kiev right now. His name's Tim. Him and his family have been running from the cellar to the house, back to the cellar anytime there's an alarm or an explosion or a bomb, hiding. And we had the privilege of sharing how many people had been praying for him, for their family specifically. There was various people who had been messaging my sister on Instagram about how they had never prayed before. They had never thought to pray before. They weren't religious, but because of everything going on in Ukraine and causing them to pray. When Tim heard that, the way here, he sent us a little video message saying that through this, more people will get to know Christ, willing to endure to the end. That was... uh, Pretty cool to hear. Pretty awesome to hear. Um, I had no idea what to say. Been thinking about it all day. No idea what text to go to to try to encourage or make sense or really figure out what to say. And most of you who know me know that's usually the opposite. It's hard to keep my mouth shut, but really didn't know what to say. And that's probably why I went to the text that I did. There's so many different emotions um, just working through throughout the day. Fear, every message my cousins would send would cause me to grab my phone and look at it to see if they're still okay, if they're still alive, if everything's still good. Worry, subscribe to I don't know how many different news channels and different journalists who are there recording and posting videos and pictures of what's going on there and can't tear yourself away from it. Try to throughout the day, just keep going back, keep looking, keep trying to understand what, what all is happening. Frustration, specifically with people who are here, who don't believe that things are happening there, or with the fact that there's still propaganda being pumped into the Russian minds, thinking that this is nothing serious or nothing really going on and no people are dying. Emotions and feelings of helplessness. 
really wanting to go do something, wanting to go fix something, even wanting to go to war, but having no way to do that. Feelings of guilt. Why is it that I'm here? Why does my family get to be here? Peace. Go outside and not hear any shots or explosions or prosperity everywhere while they are hiding and fleeing and families being separated and so many are dying. But perhaps the two remote emotions and, and things that were on my mind the most, and probably with many of you here, you can relate. One was confusion, right? The question of why. Why does this have to happen? Why does God not stop Putin? Why does God not protect all of the Ukrainians? Why doesn't he just stop this war? Why can't it just end? Question of why. And the second, just anger. So much anger. Anger at those people who are closing a blind eye. Anger at those you were ordered to go shoot and they went and obeyed. So much anger towards Vladimir Putin. So much anger towards those who are just killing for no reason. I don't stand here to condemn some of those emotions. I think they're justified. But we need to respond in a way that's biblical, in a way that God would have us to respond. So as I said, from having no idea what to say, no idea what text to go to, Job 42, 1 through 6 came to mind. Just to remind us of what's happening, Job lost everything. You know what's going on, right? He's lost his family, lost his children, lost all of his stuff, lost his house. Finally, at the end, loses his health. And he asks God the same question, why? Why? Why is this going on? God's first response to Job is to point him to the marvelous creation of God to point him to the storehouses of snow and rain and hail and, and, and to say, this is how great I am. This is how wonderful I am. And when Job hears this first response of God, you remember what he does. Job chapter 40, he says, I am going to be quiet. I'll put my hand over my mouth. I'll not say another thing. God multiple times says, dress for action like a man and answer me. Right? It's Job's question of why. Then God continues, after Job's promises to be silent, God continues. And he exalts the magnificence of Leviathan and Behemoth and talks about their, their splendor and their marvel. And then we read in chapter 42, verses 1 through 6, Job's final response. Verse 1, then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things, that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you. You make it known to me. I heard of you by the hearing of the ear. Now my eyes see. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. So here we have the answer to the first question, to the first emotion. Verses 1 and 2 gives us a response to the question of why. question of confusion. First, it is God who can do all things. God is all-powerful. There's nothing that God cannot do. 
everything he desires to do, he does it. He is completely and totally sovereign. He has predestined the end from the beginning. He has predestined every single thing to happen as he has designed it. There's no man, there's no nation, there's no army, there's no president, no country, no alliance that can move a muscle outside of the sovereignty of God. Nothing, nothing can happen outside of the sovereignty of God. He is in complete and total control and he does what he wants. He oversees, he controls, he moves, he allows and sustains all things. He can do all things. Understand that first. To your question, to our question of why, first understand that God can do all things. Second, understand that no purpose of his can be thwarted. Job realizes that nothing and no one can ever change his mind. God has established, if God has decided and decreed that something will come about, it will come about. We have we have all said this, and we have heard it said that all things are done for God's good. Everything that God does is good. And we have looked back through history, and we have looked at terrible events in history, and we have looked at them and talked about how evil they were, but then we have been able to say God is good. The fall of Rome, God is good. World War I, it was terrible, but God is good. His plan is good. World War II, the Holocaust was horrible, but God is good. It's easier to look back through history and to say God is good once the events are done. It's hard while you're living in history to look at what's going on and to say God is good, but he is. When it hits so close to home, when you look at Ukraine, you have to say God is good. And that's hard, but it's true. So first, understand that he can do all things. Second, understand that no purpose of his can be thwarted. And he is good. Second, response to anger. Job repeats the questions that God asked him and offers his response to them. First, he says, who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? God has asked him that. Job's response, I have uttered what I do not understand. Things too wonderful, too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Second, hear and I will speak. I will question you and you make it known to me. Job understands now. I heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. And his response to that is, therefore, I despise myself. Repent in dust and ashes. How can this help us deal with anger? It starts with the realization of how holy God is and how sinful you are. Realize why the people that act the way they do, why it is that people act the way that they do. How is it that a man, what would possess a man to attack and bomb daycares and schools and hospitals and civilians? You know the answer to that. It's sin. That's what possesses a man to do those things. To act so treacherously, to act in such an evil way, it is sin. Just like it's easier to look back through history and say God is good when those things are far removed from us. It is good to look outside and look at everyone else and to look at their treacherous acts and say sin is evil and to hate sin, forget to look at ourselves. I am by no means trying to lessen the vile sin of what's going on. Wickedness is unleashed. Our country, our home country, the place where I was born is suffering. But the same thing that moves Putin to act the way that he does 
moves you to sin, moves you to act in sin. It is your flesh and is your desire for sin. It is your desire for self that moves you to act in sin. You have heard as well, people have said in the past, people said today, that it is the grace of God alone that keeps you from becoming the next Hitler. It is the grace of God alone that keeps you from becoming the next Stalin. It's easier to say that when you're looking back at history. But today, it is the grace of God alone that keeps you from becoming Putin. That's hard to say when you look at what he's doing. But hate, the hate that dwells up inside, the anger that dwells up inside needs to be directed to that which matters most, to that which is our greatest enemy, which is our own sin. It's hard to say those things, but it means something so much deeper when you're living in them. It's the grace of God alone that keeps you from becoming like him. So when when we're trying to apply these two truths, when we're trying to respond in the way that Job responds, remember that God can do all things. No plans of his can be thwarted, therefore pray. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for the many families that have been separated. Pray for many who cannot escape or flee and have to stay in Kiev and Kharkiv and so many other cities. Pray for the many of the men who have volunteered to go get guns and to go fight with no military training or no idea what they're doing. Pray for the many women who will never see their husbands again. Pray for the many children who will never see their fathers again. Pray for Dina's cousin who is in labor in Kharkiv right now. Pray for my cousins who are hiding in, 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 in cellars and in the basements and in bathrooms. Pray for my brother-in-law's sister and her family as they try to get to the border. Pray for his father and, and mother who decided to stay because he's a pastor of a church and he doesn't want to leave Kharkiv until all of his congregation gets out. Pray that the Lord continues to use this to bring many to know him. Pray that the Russians stop believing the propaganda. Pray that Putin would be humbled under the mighty hand of God. His evil to be stayed. Pray that the war will end. So first, your question of why trust that God can do all things and pray. Second, all of that anger, be angry. Shake with anger, burn with anger despise hate but hate your sin understand that that is your greatest enemy direct that anger towards your own sin and repent in dust and ashes Amen. let's pray Heavenly Father I thank you that you are good Thank you that we can trust that. Thank you that we have thousands of years of history to allow us to say God is good. Thank you that you love your church. Thank you that you protect your bride. Thank you that you cleanse your bride from sin. Pray, Lord, that as we ask the questions why, direct our gaze to Christ would direct our gaze to God who can do all things whose plans will never be thwarted that we would 
cry out and pray. Believe that you hear. Believe that you answer. Pray, Lord, as we are angry, continue to be angry. Be angry towards sin. We would hate the sin that we see outside of us, more so hate the sin that we see inside of us. Do that so we can be more like you. Father, and I pray for those in Ukraine, Russia, here in Charlotte, here in this room, and all across the world who do not know you. Lord, use this to cause people to pray. Use this to cause people to go to church. Use this to spread your kingdom. Pastor Jim said, so the gates of hell may not, hell may not prevail against it. Let your kingdom grow, that people be saved, that more people cry out to a God who can do all things, to a God who is good, that more people hate their sin, more people love you. Pray that we would not be cowards, that we would be bold, and as we speak out, speak out against the war, explain to them we ask and we pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ Amen
we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Lunch Break Hymn Sing. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then... <laughs>